1: That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500.
2: Breaking news tonight, the death of Kobe Bryant. Investigators now on the scene. Why was his helicopter given special permission to fly? What we're learning the NBA star was doing before it crashed. And the outpouring of grief as America remembers number 24. Mamba out. CALLING WITNESSES AS THE PRESIDENT'S LAWYERS MOUNT HIS DEFENSE, THE BOMBSHELL NEW BOOK FROM HIS FORMER NATIONAL SECURITY ADVISOR THAT COULD UPEND THE PRESIDENT'S SENATE TRIAL. TONIGHT, THE NEW REVELATIONS IN THE ROOM WHERE IT HAPPENED. AND THE REPUBLICANS NOW SAYING JOHN BOLTON SHOULD TESTIFY. PLUS, OUR CBS NEWS EXCLUSIVE, WHY THE PRESIDENT'S IMPEACHMENT TEAM SAYS ANYONE WHO DOES VOTE FOR WITNESSES COULD PAY A PRICE. DO YOU THINK REPUBLICAN SENATORS FACE POLITICAL REPERCUSSIONS IF THEY BREAK? With the president. Yeah, I do. Deadly inferno. Fire rips through a dock in Alabama, torching dozens of boats overnight. At least eight dead. More may be missing. What sparked the blaze? Spreading without symptoms. At least five confirmed cases of that mysterious coronavirus now in the U.S. The frantic race tonight to evacuate Americans from the epicenter of the outbreak in China. And the new warning is it being spread by people who don't even know they're sick 75 years later remembering the liberation of auschwitz with those who survived strength in numbers good samaritans show the power of teamwork it's the amazing rescue you won't believe and what he left behind kobe bryant's legacy on doing your best and working hard life lessons in his own words Good evening and thank you so much for joining us. We're going to begin with the death of basketball legend Kobe Bryant. Tonight, investigators from the FBI and the NTSB are scouring a hillside outside Los Angeles where the helicopter carrying Bryant, his daughter, and seven others crashed. CBS News has learned the pilot was given special permission to fly despite bad weather conditions. Meantime, fans continue to gather at the Staples Center, leaving tributes where Bryant played most of his career. He joined the NBA as as a teenager and after 20 dazzling seasons left as one of its all-time greats time magazine has already issued a commemorative issue and there's news tonight on the basketball hall of fame dana jacobson will have more on bryant and his legacy in just a moment but we're going to begin with jonathan vigliotti near the crash scene jonathan
4: Nora, we're standing outside what has become the base camp for this operation, and we have been watching all day long as teams have trekked up this mountainside to reach the crash site. It could take days before all of that evidence is collected and weeks before we know what caused this crash. All of this as we're learning more tonight about Kobe Bryant's final hours. Search and recovery teams are conducting a grim task, retrieving nine bodies from the wreckage of Kobe Bryant's private Sikorsky chopper. Bryant took flight at 9.06 a.m. with his 13-year-old daughter Gianna and her friends. They were headed to their basketball tournament when they hit thick fog. There was no distress call, but air traffic control warned the pilot they might not be able to follow him on radar. Two echo X-ray, you're uh, still too low level uh, for uh, flight following at this time. At 947, a witness to the crash called 911. Bryant flew often so he could spend more time with his wife and daughters. I wound up missing like a school play because Mm -hmm. I was sitting in traffic and this, this thing just kept mounting. Also on board, John Altabelli, a prominent baseball coach, his wife Carrie and their daughter Alyssa, one of Gianna's teammates, as was Peyton Chester, traveling with her mother Sarah, Christina Mauser, an assistant coach on Gianna's team, and pilot Ara Zabayan. At Kobe's Mamba Sports Academy, word spread quickly.
3: I'm still in shock, and I I still can't believe that this is real.
4: Just hours before he boarded, Bryant messaged the son of former teammate Shaquille O'Neal. You good, fam? As hours passed, Sharif O'Neal tweeted what so many were feeling. Can't be real. Please don't be real. And then grief. Uh, L.A. Clippers coach Doc Rivers. This is a great loss.
5: I thought he had so much more left to do you know, and he was starting to do it. Never seen him happier.
4: Jonathan Vigliotti, CBS News, Calabasas, California.
6: I'm Dana Jacobson outside of L.A.'s Staples Center, where today fans came to mourn a champion. It's a legacy Bryant described beyond the basketball court when I talked to him a few months ago. How do you want the world to look at Kobe Bryant?
5: As a person, that was able to create stories that inspired their children and families to um, to bond together, and for their children to dream.
6: His 20-year career gave them reason to. Over the class Kobe. Five NBA championships and All-Star for almost his entire career. The NBA's Most Valuable Player in 2008, a 60-point tally in his final game in 2016. But the most emotional came from former Lakers teammates like Karam Butler. And you
5: recognize that. Is, is bigger than basketball, that you guys are going to have a, uh, a relationship way past the game in,
0: in life.
6: And even from his high school team.
0: He always um, kind of pushed you into being a better father, uh, a better man.
6: Brian's second act, an Oscar-winning storyteller and role model. As a father, he poured love into his four girls and the passion for the sport into his second oldest, 13-year-old Gianna making the title of dad better than NBA legend.
5: Off you go. If I'm doing everything right, that's what will happen.
6: Kobe, fans have flocked to this plaza across from Staples Center all day long to mourn together. They've also learned some news. The NBA has postponed tomorrow night's game between the Lakers and Clippers, what would have been the first since the accident for his former team. And, Nora, news from the Basketball Hall of Fame. Kobe Bryant will be inducted this year posthumously. Thank you so much.
2: Now here to Washington, an explosive claim from President Trump's former national security adviser has blindsided Senate Republicans and thrown the president's hope for a quick end to his impeachment trial into doubt. Nancy Cordes tonight with new reporting on the likelihood there will be witnesses.
7: President Trump denied today the bombshell threatening to blow up his case.
3: I can tell you... Nothing was ever said to
7: John
5: Bolton, but I have not seen a manuscript.
7: The manuscript that was sent to the White House several weeks ago was written by former National Security Advisor John Bolton. According to the New York Times, Bolton writes in his forthcoming book that Mr. Trump told him he wanted to freeze aid to Ukraine until officials there helped with investigations into the Bidens. THAT BACKS UP WHAT OTHER WITNESSES HAVE SAID AND RUNS COUNTER TO CLAIMS THE PRESIDENT'S DEFENSE TEAM CONTINUED TO MAKE TODAY. That THERE WAS NO LINKAGE BETWEEN SECURITY ASSISTANCE AND INVESTIGATIONS. THE WHITE HOUSE WARNED TODAY THAT MR. TRUMP WOULD SEEK TO BLOCK BOLTON FROM TESTIFYING BY ASSERTING EXECUTIVE PRIVILEGE.
8: WE'RE ALL STARING A WHITE HOUSE COVER-UP IN THE FACE.
7: Some Republicans predicted that the push to hear from witnesses at this trial will grow.
1: I think it's uh, increasingly likely uh, that other Republicans will will join those of us who think we should hear from John Bolton.
7: Others dismissed Uh, Bolton's claims.
1: uh, He's trying to sell a book. It really doesn't change anything.
7: Are you worried about how it's going to look to voters
8: if you vote against hearing from witnesses? I think that's where it comes down to each senator. Having to make that decision.
7: Today, the defense team turned to Ken Starr, whose investigations helped lead to the impeachment of President Clinton.
8: Like war, impeachment is hell, or at least presidential impeachment is hell.
7: Three Senate Republicans reiterated today that they support hearing from witnesses. And a potential fourth, Pennsylvania's Pat Toomey, is trying to pitch his GOP colleagues on a potential one for one swap. Bolton's testimony in exchange for testimony from a witness they want to hear from.
2: Nora? All right, Nancy, thank you. In the wake of the Bolton bombshell, Republican leaders are urging their rank-and-file to pause, take a breath. But in an exclusive CBS News interview, the president's staunchest defenders in the House warn there could be a political price to pay for senators who vote against the president. The president's former national security adviser, John Bolton, writes in a new book that the aid to Ukraine was tied to the Bidens. Does that contradict the president's defense?
8: Well, I don't see it as a contradiction, but right now we're commenting on what we believe was leaked to the New York Times, and, and we've seen this play before.
2: He says it was well known within the White House that the aid was tied to the announcement of investigations, political investigations.
7: I've read every word of the deposition. The Democrats' star wit- witness, which is Gordon Sondland, as you saw in the president's uh, team's testimony, they said he presumed and assumed there was no direct conversation. And Adam Schiff chose not to subpoena uh, and continue that process with John Bolton, and they rushed this case But, but Ambassador Bolton
2: also makes the charge... That the president was at odds with his entire national security team. That the Secretary too, of Defense, yeah, but, the but, National Security Advisor but. were all urging the president in late August to release the aid, and that the president refused and, according to Bolton, kept up bringing conspiracy theories about Ukraine.
8: Well, you know, you keep talking about what Bolton brings up. To my knowledge, no one's actually read the manuscript. So I want to be clear. The White clear. House
2: team has. The White House Counsel's and, team and has And so a they, copy.
8: they've actually communicated what was in that manuscript to you? Because I talked to them late last read. night at midnight, and again, uh, early uh, this morning. And and uh, specifically, when we look at that, and what is in the manuscripts and what is not, is not relevant when it comes to this.
2: Wouldn't what he has to say be a interest in members of Congress?
8: Whether well, Mr. Bolton is writing a book or not, frankly, that's what everybody does in this town. But what we'd go back to is, let's write about the facts. We know that nothing happened from the Ukrainian's point of view. And then it got the aid. And I think at the end of the day, this will be an important uh, issue to address uh, outside the, the confines of an impeachment trial.
7: You don't question the timing of this so-called release. We haven't even seen the book. This is very questionable to me. This is just like the Kavanaugh thing. It's like the Democrats drip out all this stuff to try to cause some controversy and influence thing. This thing has been political from the start.
2: Do you think that this could influence the trial, that there might be some Republican senators? who then say we should hear from Bolton? Well, whoever
7: leaked it out certainly is trying to influence
2: the trial and influence the public. Do you think Republican senators face political repercussions if they break with the president?
8: Yeah, I do. I mean, uh, listen, I don't want to speak for my Senate colleagues, but but there are always political repercussions for every vote you, you take. There is no vote that is higher profile than this. The question needs to be flipped. Where is a courageous Democrat who will actually look at the facts and vote in favor of not impeaching this president?
2: I've personally spoken with Republican senators who are on the fence and may vote to call witnesses, which would prolong this trial in the Senate. So I'm wondering about those senators who may vote to call witnesses and join the Democrats, would they face political conflict. I think this
7: witness question is a very important one. Oftentimes we're asked, over 50% of the American people want uh, the, us to call witnesses. That doesn't just mean John Bolton. That means the whistleblower. That means Hunter Biden. And it really opens up uh, challenges for the Democrats.
2: CBS News will have live coverage of the final day of the president's defense at his impeachment trial tomorrow. That's beginning at 1 p.m. Eastern. In northern Alabama tonight, a search is underway for victims of a terrible fire that broke out in the middle of the night at a marina where many live on houseboats. Courtney Zubowski is on the scene. It took minutes for the fire to burn down this Alabama boat dock. At least eight people are dead and 35 boats destroyed. Some people jumped into the frigid waters of the Tennessee River to escape flames fueled by exploding gas and propane tanks. Julie Jackson witnessed it all. Screaming.
5: Just people screaming, help. And there's nothing, there was nothing anybody could do.
7: Scottsboro Fire Chief Gene Necklace. Uh,
8: on arrival, that dock appeared to be about 30 percent involved. That fire, because of its location on the inward side of the dock, caused substantial access problems for firefighters to get to the
2: fire. The early morning fire started as people were sleeping. Many of them live on their boats year-round. The cause of the fire is still being investigated. Search teams will continue to comb the water looking for victims over the next several days. Nora. Courtney, thank you. Tonight, the U.S. State Department is raising its travel warning over that deadly coronavirus, urging Americans not to travel to China. At least five cases are now confirmed here in the U.S. More than 100 people have been tested in 26 states. Adriana Diaz now on plans to evacuate Americans from the hot zone.
5: The State Department is airlifting some Americans out of Wuhan Wednesday, but not all saying capacity is extremely limited. Priority will be given to individuals at greater risk from coronavirus. A thousand Americans are reportedly in the city, including Sam Roth's family.
0: I do miss you a lot.
5: They're in Wuhan visiting relatives. Roth wants them on the U.S. flight. I'm trying to make the case that we've got a 10-month-old, we've got a five-year-old, they're susceptible the coronavirus is in at least 18 countries and territories and has now infected five people in the U.S. Thousands have been infected in China, where health officials warn the virus can spread before symptoms appear. But the CDC cannot confirm that. At this construction site, the goal is to build two hospitals in 10 days, an attempt to keep up with the virus. Adriana Diaz, CBS News.
2: Today, a somber anniversary was marked in Poland. It's now 75 years since the Auschwitz death camp was liberated. About 200 survivors attended the ceremony. One man tells Mark Phillips the lesson of Auschwitz is never again.
3: They light up Auschwitz for these anniversaries. It gives the sight of one of history's great crimes more drama. It hardly needs it. Over a million were murdered here, 90% of them Jews and some of the last surviving witnesses to these horrors have come back. It should never happen again. David Marks is 91 now. He was just 16 when he was crammed onto a train with his family like hundreds of thousands of others and brought here. The impossibly painful memories have kept him from returning until now. My father and my younger brother were on this side and I was that side. So you were selected for work? And your father and your um, brother were sent correct. immediately to the, to the gas chamber. That same day, 35
5: members of my family were burned, were cremated the same day,
0: that Friday.
3: Like many of the others at this commemoration, Marx came here to do more than come to terms with the past. With the rise of anti-Semitic attacks in Europe and the US, he came to deliver a message.
5: Mostly a message for the next generation. They should know what happened.
3: David Mark survived, made it to the U.S. After being widowed for years, he's engaged to marry Kathy, who had encouraged him to return here for closure, she said, another chapter in a life of resilience and hope. Mark Phillips, CBS News, Auschwitz.
2: Never again. Tonight, the U.S. military is investigating what caused an Air Force surveillance jet to crash in eastern Afghanistan. Video posted to social media shows the scene of the crash several miles from a U.S. airfield. Two crew members are believed to have been killed. Now a story about the kindness and strength of strangers. A woman in New York City was hit by an SUV Sunday, then trapped underneath it. Well, a crowd quickly gathered, and guess what? lifted the car high enough to free her. She's apparently OK, and she was even seen using her phone while waiting for an ambulance. Kobe Bryant once said the most important thing is to try and inspire people so that they can be great in whatever they want to do. Here's more of Kobe Bryant in his own words.
5: Basketball really moved me. You no know, other sport touched me like the game of basketball. You know, when I would get really upset and I would get really down, I could always just pick up a basketball and go to the playground and just shoot and just put myself in the scenario of being in the finals game.
4: Gets to the oh, what a move
1: from Kobe Bryant as the shot clock expires.
5: Basketball itself is is, is is such a metaphor for life. Life is too short to, to, to get bogged down, to be discouraged. You have to keep moving, you have to keep going. Put one foot in front of the other, smile, and just keep on rolling. And you continue to try to ask questions to try to be better, you know, um, be better as a father, be better as a husband, be better as a creator.
1: Thank you, guys, for all the years of support. Thank you, guys, for all the motivation. Thank you for all the
5: inspiration. From the bottom of my heart, I... God, I love you guys.
2: What can I say? Mamba out. It's still hard to believe. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, a remarkable act of kindness, how a five-year-old's cocoa stand paid off for her entire school. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in Washington, and we want to... ...of legendary CBS cameraman Mike Marriott, who covered the world for us from eight years in Vietnam to the Vatican. Good night.